the Biden administration and the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced a $1.5 billion investment to fund emergency food assistance. Feeding Indiana's Hungry, the statewide association of Feeding America-affiliated food banks, applauded the investment. According to the Map the Meal Gap study conducted by Feeding America, one out of every nine Indiana residents faces hunger. One in seven children in the state face food insecurity. The USDA defines hunger as a lack of consistent access to enough food for an active, healthy lifestyle. Research from Feeding America shows that people who are food insecure are prone to chronic diseases and adverse effects to their overall health. Data also shows that not having enough healthy food can have serious implications for a child's development, including chronic illnesses and behavioral issues. Emily Weikert Bryant, Executive Director for Feeding Indiana's Hungry, described how the government aid will impact Indiana. So I don't unfortunately have a solid dollar amount for what will come to Indiana just yet, but generally speaking, those funds and the, the three different streams that they're talking about um, are distributed sort of on the same formula that they use across the country through the USDA. And there's three different streams of funding that will be coming. The first is nearly a billion dollars across the country to purchase food for emergency food providers like our member food banks. The food will be purchased and then the food will be what actually comes through the state of Indiana as well as some additional support incurred, some additional support for the storage and transportation costs incurred for those particular loads of food. The second is nearly $500 million to expand the local food purchase assistance cooperative agreement program, which is already in existence. It, it currently is operating or will soon be operating in 48 states and 33 tribes and four territories, working to purchase local foods for their emergency food systems. That will go through the State Department of Health and then out as they determine needs to happen for those programs. And then there's an additional nearly $500 million that is going to schools to purchase, help them purchase food for their lunch and breakfast programs. This is essentially a third round of supply chain assistance funds provided to states to support the purchase of American-grown foods for the meal programs. So all three of those different streams of food are, will be impacting different aspects of, of hunger relief and food assistance. We expect the, the announcement to be made shortly as to when and how and how much, but we expect to see that to start coming through Indiana in the beginning of the new federal fiscal year, which is October 1. Hoosier Hills Food Bank is a regional organization serving six counties across South Central Indiana. It's a member food bank of Feeding Indiana's Hungry. Executive Director Julio Alonzo reacted to the recent announcement of funding from the Biden administration and the USDA. Well, this is very exciting and welcome news for us, definitely. The uh, the downside, of course, is that we won't really start seeing this food until next year, but uh, it, it is very desperately needed. Uh, we have seen significant increases in demand for uh, for food among people coming to our pantries and coming to our own distributions since probably around April, and levels were already high because of COVID. So this food is definitely going to, to help us fill a gap because during COVID, we saw a huge jump 
uh, in 2020 from just distributing about 5 million pounds of food a year to 7 million pounds within about a nine-month period. And that leveled off a little bit in 2021 as, as things got a little bit better, still higher than normal, but not quite as bad as 2020. And now the levels we're seeing are back up to or above what we were seeing in 2020. So we're very much looking forward to being able to get this food to help get it out to people who need it. Meanwhile, Weikert Bryant said that food banks in Indiana are confronted with a severe food shortage. She explained how the recent investment aims to address the food supply crisis. Food banks and food pantries and, and families are seeing the same thing across the country where you know, inflation is still impacting food purchasing, and it's, it's certainly impacting our members as they source food. Food banks have food that come to them from a variety of sources. The first, obviously, is the USDA. The second is from retail and manufacturer donations. We've seen those not come back to pre-pandemic levels, uh, going back to supply chain issues and, and a lot of things in, in the, the, that particular sector, as well as purchasing food. And so our members, to supplement where we've seen losses, have been purchasing more food, uh, which obviously gets expensive, not typically the, the primary source of food. And it's it's also been more difficult to just procure that food. Our members are sourcing food and essentially competing with retailers. To, to bring the food in that they need to, to have to distribute. And so we've seen a, a decrease in food available while we've seen the need continue to stay at, at pandemic levels, essentially. If you looked at the food insecurity numbers that were released recently, food insecurity was, was relatively flat. There was no statistically significant change between 2020 and 2021. What we expect to see differently in 2022 is a rise in food insecurity because during the pandemic, there were a number of programs that were helping not just food banks to source and, and distribute food, but also helping households directly. Things like the child tax credit, direct payments, as well as additional SNAP benefits and free meals through schools. And so as those programs are ending, we're seeing numbers rise in, in our communities where people are in need of assistance where they maybe didn't before because those programs were helping them stay afloat. So it's a, a bad combination of these programs ending before they need to, as well as our members not being able to access the food that we would like to be able to get to distribute. Alonzo said he sees the food supply crisis firsthand at Hoosier Hills Food Bank. He explained that the need to address food insecurity in our region is more pressing than ever in 2022. We saw a big spike in demand uh, at the start of the, the pandemic in 2020. And while that was was uh, disconcerting and unfortunate, the positive uh, side of that was that we also saw an outpouring of generosity, uh, both locally, state, national um, grants, Feeding America, individuals, companies coming forward with support enabling us to purchase food, and um, federal government programs stepping it up significantly to provide more food for us to to distribute. So during the height of that crisis, we fortunately had the resources that we needed to, to be able to meet it. Uh, a little bit of that generosity continued into 2021 as things kind of leveled off somewhat. Um, and now that they've spiked again significantly, uh, unfortunately, that 
support is not really out there um, in in the way that it was. So we are we and a lot of food banks across the country are struggling to meet that demand because we're not seeing the same level of support that we did previously through the uh, the uh, emergency food assistance program um, through USDA is going to be uh, a significant help to us uh, because that. Again, they stepped up significantly during the the year and a half or so of of COVID, but then the federal commodities started dropping off as well. So getting those back on track is really going to have an impact. Weikert Bryant explained that there exists a gap between urban and rural communities when it comes to food insecurity. She outlined that gap and explained how funding from the USDA would help alleviate that disparity. The disparity it largely just goes back to the geography of it, right? There aren't as many places to access food. You know, there aren't as, as many employment opportunities often in rural areas. And so it looks different. So we've often seen food insecurity numbers to be similar in urban and rural areas and then less so in, in suburban areas. And so with this additional funding coming from the USDA, as well as the programs that our members operate across the state all the time, we're serving in rural communities. We're providing direct services either through a mobile food pantry. We're working with food pantries that exist in those rural areas. But there's really been a rising focus on rural areas as underserved areas to make sure that for our friends and neighbors in those areas, they're able to access the same programs that you would in you know, more populous areas. Um, so this funding will enable more food to go out the door it will um, help those schools be able to make sure they're getting the food they need for their students uh, in any setting, urban or rural, uh, and also making sure that, that Hoosiers are able to access the resources that they, they need. Alonzo described the state of food insecurity here in Bloomington, Monroe County, and the surrounding counties that Hoosier Hills offers services to. Well, unfortunately, food insecurity is still a pretty significant problem here, uh, both locally and and in our region. Um, As I said, we we saw a big increase in people accessing food services during uh, the the height of the COVID pandemic. And while those numbers have dropped somewhat, um, they haven't dropped back to pre-COVID levels. And now, with inflation, uh, people are citing food prices and gas prices as significant reasons that they're having to access emergency food assistance. And we've seen huge spikes in demand at our food pantries and at our own programs since uh, since this spring. Uh, for example, we do a program called Fresh Fridays where we distribute food directly to um, to families uh, here at the food bank once a month during the summer, and we had planned on serving about 400 families uh, each distribution based on what we were doing last year. The very first distribution was over 600. The next distribution was over 800. We're seeing twice as many people come through uh, as we had anticipated. And again, most of them are indicating that high food prices, high gas prices are really putting a squeeze on them. And many of them are low-income seniors. Weikert Bryant walked through the importance of the work Feeding Indiana's Hungry does, saying that there's Indiana residents who have to make that difficult decision between paying their bills and putting food on the table. 
I have the distinct advantage and, and honor to advocate on behalf of our organizations and the work that they do. Um, you know, even having stable food insecurity numbers means that there are still too many people who are not able to access the food that they need uh, with with the funding that they have available to have healthy lives. And the work that our members do is invaluable to not just provide that food to the families to, to help them get by, but it also frees up more of their disposable income so that rather than spending what income they have on groceries, they can pivot that and, and it's a trade-off. They can pay their rent, the utility bills, uh, transportation, and other costs. We know that our clients are making those choices every day. And so each day that our member food banks and their partners can provide food for that household, it frees up their their budget so that they can provide the other things that they need. So, you know, even in a perfect world where we're, we're meeting the needs of nearly everyone in our community, there's always going to be somebody who has that emergency today, that, you know, job loss, that layoff, that medical uh, event, uh, that accident, um, things that, that changes the circumstances for, for some household that day very severely. And, and that is their emergency. So there's, you know, little emergencies going on across the state to households. And we help to seek, seek to help them with emergency food assistance. Alonzo agreed saying that no one deserves to face hunger and that Hoosier Hills provides one of the most basic needs people have. You know, we, we operate from the premise that no one deserves or needs to go hungry. There is enough food out there uh, to meet the needs of everyone if we have the will to marshal the resources to, um, to, to get it out there to people. Um, food is clearly one of the most basic requirements for um, for human life and development. Um, there's water and there's air, of course, but uh, food is pretty much the most basic need that, that everyone has. And uh, it, it affects, the lack of food affects people at both ends of the spectrum more negatively than anyone else. Uh, senior citizens need access to nutritious food in order to, to stay healthy and uh, they need that food provided to them so that they don't have to make choices between medicine and food, for example. Uh, and children at the other end of the spectrum uh, definitely need to have high nutrition in order to be able to develop and grow the way that they need to. And uh, there could be serious consequences if they, they don't get the nutrition that they need. And then, of course, everyone in between uh, as well needs needs food resources. So we think it's it's providing one of the most basic needs that people have, and um, we're we're just grateful that we've uh, generally had the community support necessary to be able to to meet uh, what what is unfortunately right now a growing need. Weikert Bryant called on residents to help out in their communities to help those in need. She said while volunteer activity increases during the holidays, she sees food insecurity throughout the year. If you're able, help out in your communities. We know that um, there's always a need for volunteers at you know Hoosier Hills Food Bank and, and the pantries that they work with. Uh, there's always a need for funding. There's always a need for food. Uh, and lots of the work is driven by volunteer activity. So if you have the ability um, 
now is a great time to get involved. Any day is a great day to get involved. I know we're looking to go into the holidays, and that's when a lot of people think about food assistance. But quite frankly, we see it year-round, so it's 365 days of the year. Um, and so any any of those days and any of that time that you have that you might be able to help out or advocate on their behalf uh, is always appreciated. Alonzo thanked the community for their generosity during the COVID-19 pandemic, but he reminded residents that the need for hunger relief has not let up. First, a thank you to uh, to what is a very generous community that has helped us get through the last two and a half years or so of this COVID pandemic. Um, but also just a reminder again that even though it seems like COVID may be over or, or waning at least, uh, the food insecurity crisis is not gone. Um, people are really being squeezed by inflation, and a lot of people have not yet recovered from uh the, the impacts of the pandemic. So we're see, seeing significantly higher levels of need than we did in 2019 before the pandemic. And we're actually reaching the heights uh, of that pandemic need. Um, last month, for example, August was the biggest distribution month in our 40-year history. So uh, I just want to remind people that that need is still out there and that we and, and other hunger relief organizations still need their support. To learn more about Hoosier Hills Food Bank, you can visit hhfoodbank.org.